Or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Is Seattle Sports. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. KIRO AM Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma. Home of the Seahawks, Mariners, and everything Seattle Sports. Get in freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. All right, one hour to go in today's version of Brock and Salk. And uh, I'm going to change things up a little bit since I am out tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to do some phone calls today. 9.30. We'll do our open phone lines. Because I like that. It's one of my favorite parts of the year, or of the day, or the week. It's the week. What is it? The week. Yes. It's one of my favorite parts of the week, and I enjoy it. So uh, we'll do it today at 9.30. So I'm going to guess there may be some reaction to what we've heard from Jerry Depoto to some of the reaction of the Mariners this past week and, and the awful offense that we've seen the last couple of nights. And, you know, obviously Jerry recognized the same thing. I mean, and, and just like I said, the, the last game against Chicago was not anything to to write home about and it seemed to sort of set the stage for what happened the next two games right you get mowed down and strike out 18 times against Lance Lynn and company and then all of a sudden you see Garrett Cole and then last night you, you do nothing against the guy Jerry you hear what Jerry said a guy who in Jerry's words has been struggling in triple A yeah that that was alarming for sure <sighs> I'm telling like he wouldn't just say that no I mean so there's a lot in there uh, and there's a bunch of things here I want to come back to Uh, to me this effort and focus thing is is paramount it's very important because I've heard Scott service now talk through talk about uh, the the competition right here was Scott after yesterday's game you have to compete Every night in this league, you got to compete. You got to fight. Really, from the first inning on. I thought the last couple innings, yeah, you know, and then get bats were better. But you really got to fight from the first inning on. And if you don't, you know, uh, you're going to be feeling good about it at the end of the game. So uh, we're better than that. Uh, we know we are. And um, needs to turn. We have four more games on this road trip against really good teams. Uh, we need to be more competitive. So when I hear that, and certainly both Jerry and Scott have talked quite a bit now about focus and consistency and how both have been lacking for this team, I asked Jerry, all right, well, how does effort differ from focus and competition, competitiveness? Oh, I think the effort is unquestionably there. This is, it's, uh, you know, this team works as hard as any team you're going to be around. Team staff shows up at the crack of dawn. I mean, truly, it's the earliest uh, I've ever seen the staff get to the ballpark. They put the work. I, I wish I could tell you why, and maybe it is that they're just there too long. The, the focus is too much on, on trying to pull themselves out instead of just breathing and having a little bit of fun with it. But you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that as we get to the break and are able to reset ourselves here in a couple of weeks, that, that we come out on the other side of this in close proximity to 500 with a chance to, to have a better second half once we change our focus, because I think we need it. 
I, I know what Jerry's saying. I'm not disagreeing with him. Showing up early and all that stuff are great markers for effort. But so is competitiveness. So is focus. It takes effort to be focused. Right? It's so funny, man. I, I had this. I, I don't want to compare everything to my kids, but I, I seem to be on that track today. So apologies if I'm just doing like parenting 101 and living my life out loud here a little bit. But Cecily, and I shouldn't even embarrass her like this, but I, I, I was. Oh boy. No, it's not that bad. It's Cecily, okay. Cecily was uh, reading something the other day. And she's got a habit. She's, you know, she's nine years old. She's got a habit of reading like the first letter of the word and sometimes the last letter and considering that the word. And, you know, it leads to a lot of mix ups. Right. Ultimate. And I forget what else. Something else started with you. She just doesn't bother to read the word. She's perfectly capable of reading. And I checked on that because I didn't want to get mad at her if she had a learning disability or dyslexia or whatever. Trying to be sensitive. But she doesn't. But she's lazy about it. I don't know how else to say it. She reads the first letter and just assumes this is what the word will be, and she moves on. Mm-hmm. I was that kid. I like to go from A to D without using B or C. Okay, sometimes you're right, sometimes so you're that's right. focus. Yeah, right. That is that is um that that is focus. You have to be focused on the word in order to know what the word is. You've got to be paying attention. That's effort. That is nothing more than effort. I'm not trying to sit here and compare a nine-year-old reading to a major league baseball player trying to hit these guys throwing hundred mile an hour fastballs with, you know, ridiculous breaking stuff that moves 24 inches across a plate. I'm not making that comp, but I do think when we say, well, focus comes from effort. It does. I believe that whether you're nine years old or 29 years old, whether you're learning to read or trying to hit a pitcher. Focus is effort. It takes effort to focus. So when I when I question effort, I'm not doubting how hard guys are working off the scene, you know, behind the scenes. I bet they're working their tails off to try to get out of this. But but effort is is multifaceted. And in this case, the effort is putting the time in and then concentrating in the moment to actually deliver on your approach. Mm-hmm. I've been in the position where you'd spend hours and hours in the cage. Actually, back to the same thing about in school or reading, studying. You can spend hours and hours and hours studying and still not get any better because you weren't focused during it, right? So there's a certain amount of like, are you going through the motions? That's right. You've got to focus. Or are you, you it's exactly. It's exactly how late. And that's where the competitiveness comes in. But at the end of the day, it's, it's going to require focus. And, and right now we are distracted young players. We are... We are veterans who are not having great years. They're trying to figure out how to get back to their norms. I don't like hearing that. Do you? Not at all. Distracted young players and vet. I get the veterans part. That's true. We all know that. Distracted by their own shortcomings right now? I don't know. I mean, so who are the young players on this team? I do think. It's the the pitchers. I mentioned before, they didn't, it didn't feel like they left a lot of room for regression this year. And so I think it puts a ton of pressure on Cal and Julio. And I, maybe that alone just is like has them in their head trying to be like, how can I be yeah. the person to help fix this? But it could be more than I that. I get, I, all, fair, all fair points. And I, and I kind of look at that and, I, and I'm trying to just think through it. Okay, what does he mean distracted young player? How many players in this team are truly young? It's really Julio, Kelnick, and Cal, and then the pitchers. Well, the pitchers haven't been yeah. distracted. We're not talking about them. It certainly hasn't been J.K. He's been the most laser-focused of anybody this year. So is it Cal 
well, Cal's got so many things going on, the pitching staff and this and that. It's hard for me to make a a, a, a read on that, that Cal Raleigh is a distracted young player. Because it'd be shown in other ways, too, I would assume. In a, well, that only leaves one more. Yeah. And we've talked about you the distractions about that he has. We talked about it with Jerry last week and all of the things that he's got to go do and all of the things that come with being a superstar and who's struggling the most right now. I don't like that. Leo. I don't like that. I don't know a way to say it other than we're going through, you know, I, roughly the sophomore struggle. And when I say sophomore struggle, it's not for players who are rookies in 2022. It's, we graduated from an interesting team to 21 to a contending team in 22. Now we are a sophomore contender and we're finding it harder than we thought we would. And now we have to figure out how to, to take that, that the, the hard and make it easy. And now I, like I said, it's a lot of season left to do that, but we got to get to work. Well, that's for sure. And I don't know. I think that sophomore struggle thing. Well, I get it. I understand it. He's right, right? When you make that leap, it's hard and everything that comes with it. But, you know, Jerry said it's not the expectations. He doesn't think the expectations are the problem. Okay. Well, if there was a fear of the sophomore struggle, you probably needed two things to deal with it. One, more talent. And two, another veteran. And, and you know, I, I'm not going to – the talent thing has been – we've gone over it ad nauseum. The veteran was one that they knew got away. They they knew the importance of it last year. They knew how important. They told us repeatedly how big of a deal Carlos Santana was. We, we knew how big it was. How first Justin Upton and then Carlos Santana saved their season. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't bring anybody back to replace those two voices. And when asked. I just don't get it. The answer was we don't know yet. Was, uh, that gonna someone's going to develop into it. And do you think they thought Teoscar and Colton could bring that? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that more. I don't think so. Those are not the names I heard before the year. Pollock's name came up maybe a little bit, but it was no, you know, we've got the guys in the clubhouse and I, you know, we questioned it then and I still question it now. I think that was a mistake. I think they, they probably let that get away from them in a way that, uh, that, that now they would regret. I would say now they probably regret it. Anyway, that's some of what you heard from Jerry DePoto. Uh, kudos to him and credit to him for coming on and being transparent and answering the questions as best as he can. But his team's in a bad spot right now, man. They are playing bad baseball. No other way to say it. Not going to sugarcoat it. It's not early. They're playing bad baseball on June 22nd. You got two weeks to go until the All-Star break, which is going to be here. Ugh. Of all the I years, know, man, my gosh, we were talking last year about how many, how many, are they going to have room for all the Mariners on this all-star team? Tough spot, man. Tough spot to be in. We'll come right back. Give you everything you need to know. It's Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on 710. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, things are not going well in the Mariners universe right now. They were, uh, Beaten again yesterday, 4-2, a day after it was 3-1, to and honestly, the games were almost carbon copies of each other. The difference being that at least on Monday, or Tuesday rather, you could say, 
Hey, you got beat by one of the best pitchers in the game. Garrett Cole does that to a lot of teams. The guy yesterday, by Jerry Depoto's own admission, wasn't even performing well at AAA before he did it to you. Not a good sign for the Mariners. As for Jerry Depoto, I think this is a quote you may hear more of. I, we just we have not really struck on that. I, I wish I knew what, you know what we could have done at the at the start to mitigate this it's a collective struggle that i don't think anybody saw coming which is why we're having this conversation and why you know it's widely written about we are falling short of standards that were standards for a reason they were expected for a reason there's a good talented baseball team that's not playing like a good talented baseball team well i agree with the last part but unfortunately you know being in the position i'm in i i, I hear and talk to too many people that did see this one coming and you certainly know who you are if you're listening right now and you've been writing to me or anybody else or having these conversations with your friends there were a lot of people that expected this to happen i, I still think they were right for some of the wrong reasons and I still think there was a lot of validity to the plan that Jerry came in with. But, yeah, there were people that saw it coming. And, and to hear afterwards that this is sort of a sophomore struggle, well, that's something that was certainly foreseeable also. I don't know a way to say it other than we're going through, you know, uh, roughly the sophomore struggle. And when I say sophomore struggle, it's not for players who are rookies in 2022. It's you know, we graduated from an interesting team to 21 to a contending team in 22 now we are a sophomore contender and we're finding it harder than we thought we would and now we have to figure out how to to take that the the hard and make it easy and Like I said, it's a lot of season left to do that, but we got to get to work. Yeah, they do. And that starts obviously tonight. Luis Castillo uh, didn't get much done yesterday, so they'll turn to the rookie Brian Wu tonight. Tough spot to be in trying to salvage one game in Yankee Stadium. Thankfully, the lineup he faces is not exactly, you know, the 27 version of those Yankees. But it's, uh, you know, given the Mariners enough of a fit the last couple of nights. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, in the middle of all of this is Julio Rodriguez, and uh, he has struggled as much as any Mariner, and perhaps the magnifying glass is even more on him because of the unbelievable potential and what we've seen from him and what he did last year. According to Scott Service, he could see a few more pitches. I I think there's times he could benefit, and I've talked to him about it. And uh, I just think he's such a talented player. It's okay to hit with one strike. It's okay to hit with two strikes. And I think the more times you see a particular... You know, the release point, the break on the breaking ball, or what the two-seamer is doing out of his hand. The more times you see it, the more success you're going to have. Well, all of that is, I think, true. And anybody watching Julio would say, yeah, it is uh, time to probably see a few more pitches. But I will also admit that hearing Jerry say that they've got some distracted young players is a bit of a concern as well. Because there's only so many young players that are hitters on this team. And Julio is certainly chief among them. So he didn't call Julio distracted. I'm not putting those words in his mouth. But when I read between the lines, I don't know how else to read that other than that the best player they've got, Julio Rodriguez, on a team that lacks focus, is a distracted young player. And that is uh, certainly concerning. Again, I don't know that to be the case, but I'm just trying to do some detective work here and trying to use logic to piece one and two and three together and come up with an equation. I don't like the answer that I get when I solve for X. Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, finally, uh, just on another completely different track here. I did get to watch some of the hockey game last night. I actually watched the whole game. Uh, AHL playoffs, Calder Cup. This is the uh, Kraken's 
A8, essentially their triple A team is, I guess, how you would refer to it. And uh, they made it all the way to game seven of the finals in their first season. Involved as well. Borgstrom in front. Vecchioni couldn't settle it down. Puck still available in front of the net. Loose puck, they score. Mike Vecchioni has won the Calder Cup for the Hershey Bears. Yeah, they fall to Hershey. It's kind of a bummer. Coachella Valley Firebirds came close. few guys that I liked watching, though, again, the goalie, Joey Decord, who we've seen up here with the Kraken a few times, had an excellent season, a tremendous playoffs, and certainly looks like a guy who deserves a shot in the NHL. I just like how active he is. I like that style of goalie. And then the other guy, Riker Evans, defenseman, who was their second-round pick two years ago, the year they drafted Matty Beniers. He was the second pick they made that year. lot to like from his game, certainly from an offensive perspective on the blue line. Definitely liked what I saw. Wouldn't surprise me if he ends up taking Carson Soucy's spot if he goes elsewhere in free agency. All right, that is everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk show. All right. Uh, As I said, we'll do uh, We got a ranking, a fantastic ranking uh, coming up here at 945 before. It's pretty good. And you've contributed to it, Morris. I don't even want to hear it out of you. You are so into it today. You couldn't help yourself but get into one song. I like my contribution. I'll say that. Well, we'll make sure to play it for you. What's that like, fake hating something so hard when you're just like really kind of like, (laughs) is it just, is it like being a method actor? You guys played out like four options this morning before you decided on one. So I just get sick of listening to them and try to help speed up the process. We had a couple of different directions we could go. (laughs) I mean, you know, this is... uh, Mm-hmm. There's a lot of effort that takes place, a lot of focus, a lot of effort, a lot of, consistency. A lot of uh, competitiveness, obviously, that goes into this. And Justin and I just trying to be the most consistent ranking duo we can be. I'd say we're well above 500. We're doing the best we can. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, open up the phone lines. I'm out tomorrow, uh, as I've mentioned a few times, probably too many times, but maybe it'll help somebody decide to do the same thing. I'm getting my colonoscopy. I turned 45 in April, so I'm going I'm doing the prep today. Can't drink, eat anything after 1230 this afternoon. I'm hopefully going to nap for a lot of that time. But tell the people what you have eaten. Just, no, we're going to talk sure. about what I've eaten today. I mean, you got to get it done. It's a, it's a low fiber diet, Justin, All is right. what I've been eating. Good deal. So with me Maybe out when tomorrow. You're fast and you're going to have that much of an exit. You can eat what you want. It's an evacuation <laughs> process, man. It's just evacuation. What uh, what do you what's on your mind? 866-979-3776. Open phone lines. We've got about 15 minutes for you guys. You want to react to Jerry? You want to react to the Mariners' last two games? You want to talk Seahawks? I mentioned Geno Smith this week and uh, wrote about him at SeattleSports.com as being the guy who uh, sort of has the make-or-break approach from the Seahawks' perspective. Uh, cracking hockey after watching the Coachella team last night. Whatever's on your mind, 866-979-3776. I would hope we've got some people with opinions today. We'll hear from them next. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Well, you heard from Jerry DePoto about an hour ago. Now I'm going to hear from you guys as well. Uh, Open phone lines here for the next 15 minutes, 866-979-3776. Jerry, you know, there's a lot in there. And I've been playing you the sound here for the last little while. But there were some things that I think were disturbing a little bit, right? I mean, he's upset about focus. He's upset about uh, competitiveness. We heard that from Scott Service. And while I understand that he's saying that's not effort, I kind of think it is. Oh, I think the effort is unquestionably there. And this is, it's, uh, you know, this team works as hard as any team you're going to be around 
team staff shows up at the crack of dawn. I mean, truly, it's the earliest uh, I've ever seen the staff get to the ballpark. Yeah, and I appreciate all of that. I just, I think focusing takes effort. And, in fact, the only thing focusing takes is effort. Right? If you want to focus on something, all you have to do is do it. (laughs) That's the one thing that is 100% effort. So while I understand where he's coming from, he's not calling out the prep. I do think the focus is lacking, as have Scott and Jerry both said over and over again. If the focus is lacking, that is a manner of effort. Sorry, I I think it really is. 866-979-3776. Let me start buzzing through these phone calls. Start off with Dave, who's in Indiana. Hello, Dave. Hey, Mike. Uh, Dave, I I split my time in Indiana, Seattle, and Montana. I'm retired now, but uh, I ran business units, and uh, the the point I guess I want to make about the Mariners is a term we used with our sales division all the time is you cannot live on Hope Island. Um, You know, I hope I get this corporate contract. I hope I take over this account. I hope, I hope, I hope. And that's where I find the Mariners living. They, They hope that they're going to perform the same as last year. They hope this young staff is going to move up. They hope. And you know, quite honestly, you, you can reside on Hope Island for a short period of time, but you've eventually got to move off of that island, and you've got to get into the results, the accountability, and the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the second point that I would just mention well, Hold on. Before you, you make is, a second I, point, David, i, I got to jump in on that one because I, I, I understand what you're saying. I hear this a lot, and I think there is some issue here. I, I'm not going to fully disagree with you, but when you're going to bring up they're hoping that guys perform like they did last year, I mean – that's sort of what all sports are, isn't it? Like you're, you're projecting and then hoping your projections are right. The Mariners don't just throw that out there at random. I mean, they've got computer simulations and they've got, you know, sabermetrics up the wazoo. I mean, they're not just randomly hoping that some guy does something he's never done before. They're hoping guys that, that have done it before continue to do it. I, I'm not sure what else you're supposed to do in that regard. Yeah, no, and I, and I really appreciate the point, Mike, and, and you're spot on there. But uh, the, the second point I was going to make is I hear you talk. I, I like to go to Vegas once in a while. I, I usually find my way to a blackjack table. And from a solution point, this is going to go right back to probably ownership and, and continuity of what they want the Mariners to be, not just this year, but for five years, six years. And I'm not talking about spending Dodger money and Yankee money and things like that. But at some point, I think if you're playing blackjacks, whether it's a single or multi-deck, you've got to load up with as many, maybe not aces, but face cards and tens. Mm-hmm. If you've got a bunch of, if you've got a lot of threes and sixes and eights and stuff laying around, um, at some point you've got to address that. And I, I just kind of think about the roster, Hernandez, Pollock, uh, Wong, some of the uh, flex and people that are taking up spaces yep. on the roster. At yep. what point do you make a decision, a yep. business decision to say, these people can't be on my team. They well, can be I, on somebody else's yeah, team. Dave, I think the answer to that, I, I'm just going to cut you off because I want to try to grab some more calls, but I think it's a really good one uh, and a good point. I think the only answer to there is when you've got somebody better to replace them. But, yeah, they've got three, four, five guys right now taking up roster spots. Flexen, Wong, I'm not going to put Tay Oscar in there. He's been their best hitter here over the course of the last month. But, but, but yeah, Flexen, Wong, um, Pollock. 
Uh, that's three guys that are just taking up a roster spot right now. You can afford to have one hitter take up a roster spot, but not one pitcher and two hitters. Oh, fully agree. That's yeah. that's that's not at this point. Can't have it. 866-979-3776. Let me go to Connor in Seattle. Good morning, Connor. Good morning, Mike. Um, I just had two points to make. I think the first thing that I was kind of offended about in Jerry's uh, you know call this morning was that he said they have a positive control to zone score um, despite the league high strikeouts. And I think that's just a lot. Like, it just shows poor internal evaluation. The fact that they're going to say that there's a positive control zone score, I just don't get it. I mean, they've had, you know, we all want to cling back to say, oh, the Pirates series, they had two weeks of good at-bats. Two weeks of good at-bats and three months of struggle is, is an outlier, and that's what you throw out. It's just a bad offense. Uh, the second thing I want to say is that I think they need to completely rebalance the roster. Um, you look at the move like the Marlins made trading Pablo Lopez for Arias. Um, you know, it, all, having all these pitching prospects and all these studs and big studs and pitchers is cool, but they need to rebalance this roster. It's, I mean, it's just a well, it's, a, it's an embarrassment of riches in starting pitching at this point. They need to completely rebalance the roster. Their closest hitting prospect is Class A and Double A. They got to make a trade. <sighs> Here's the thing: all good points. Again, like hard to argue about a lot of that, except that there's no such thing as too much pitching. I just I, that one's hard for me. And, and look, maybe you're right. At some point, if you want to grow elsewhere to balance, I think there's something to be said there, Connor. And and maybe there will come a point at which Logan Gilbert or somebody like that becomes someone you've got to deal in order to bring back the kind of talent that you're going to need elsewhere. We kind of talked through some scenarios earlier today. What happens if this is, you know, Eugenio Suarez's shot? What happens if Ty France has regressed and this is now who he is? Those are major, major concerns that would completely change the future of this team. And at that point, yeah, you would probably have to do something you don't really want to do, which is to deal away starting pitching, which is just so valuable. Look, there's a reason why the Mariners are not the Royals, right? The Royals are going to lose like 130 games this year. Why? I don't know, starting pitching. Mm -hmm. You have to have it. And the Mariners have it in spades, which is why they are where they are. It's the only reason. They've had some success this year. 866-979-3776. Let me go to Leslie Rose. Good morning, Leslie Rose. Good morning, Les. I mean, Mike. Um, Good morning, I'm Mike. I'm frustrated. Uh, I'm frustrated with the answer to was this foreseeable. Um, I mean, I understand the, that you can't foresee a collective just, you know, a team succumbing to Murphy's Law like this. But when you also say distracted young guys, struggling veterans, then that tells me there are parts of this that might have been foreseeable Mm -hmm. and maybe bringing in that veteran presence to kind of hedge the distracted young guys Mm -hmm. or trying to bring in a little bit better talent to offset the, you know, the veterans who might struggle trying to fit into T-Mobile Park and the weather and all that. And so these answers there that it was foreseeable, maybe not to this extent of the collective Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, uh, struggle they've had, but you could have hedged your bets a little bit in part. Yeah, you know what's funny, Caroline or, or uh, Leslie Rose? It's funny. You know what? You know what's well, interesting? I know. It's, it's don't ask. It's the way our stupid machine pops up here. I can I can see your mom's name on our machine. I don't know why, oh, and so I looked at the wrong spot. So now I know you're on your mom's phone plan, and that's uh, you know a little bit. So, you could feel a little guilty about that. I didn't mean to expose you, but I I just did, and it was an accident. Just a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Leslie Rose. I honestly that was an accident. Um, really, really, really good points. And 
as you're talking there, one of the things that dawns on me is they tried to mitigate for other problems. I, I think Jerry did go out and try right. to mitigate. What was the biggest question mark we all had heading into this year? Who's going to play left field? Can Jared Kelnick do this? What's exactly. the thing they tried to do? They tried to mitigate by getting a right-handed bat to to platoon with Jared Kelnick. Now, that hasn't worked either, obviously. Pollock has been a freaking disaster. But they went in that direction to try to shore up that issue rather than another one. I'm not saying that they couldn't have done more. They could have and should have done more than just that. But it is interesting. They like even even where they tried to fix a problem, that problem ended up not needing to be fixed. Right. The squeaky wheel got the grease, but the wheel fixed itself. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> and meanwhile, the other three wheels in the shopping cart are doing that thing where it's like bumping around. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Let me grab Basil in Tacoma. What's going on, Basil? Or maybe it's Basil. I don't know. Basil, man. How's it going, Mike? Basil, that was my first dog's name. Great name. Absolutely. Well, Mike, it's hard for me to listen to it's hard for me to listen to Jerry come on here and say, Well, nobody saw this coming. And I don't know. If you look at uh Fangraph preseason game game total win projections, eighty two point three. If you look yesterday before the game, eighty two point three. This is a team that Jerry built. And when he comes on here and says, you know, this is a World Series contender. Maybe at the ceiling, but at the floor, which is where they've been playing, I think it's low enough to get them into a hole that I don't know if their ceiling gets them out of. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I get what you're saying, but as you said, they've played at their floor. So if this is their floor, don't you think that their average, what the reasonable expectation is, is actually quite a bit better than this? Maybe it's not World Series level. And I think Jerry would say that they know they would probably have to go out and get one more, two more bats if they wanted to get to that level during the season. But if they had just played at the average level, don't you think that that would be a conversation if they were five or six, seven games better right now than they are? I think it might, but... The problem with when you end up playing at the floor, when you leave so much on the table in the, mm-hmm. in the off season, is that you want to have supplement there to bring you up when you're at your floor. And at this point, we're two and a half months in, and boy, are we running out of time. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Appreciate the phone call, Basil. And no, I, I uh, when you hit the bottom, when you when when you when when you project right on a on a scale, and this is the absolute left side of the bell curve. It's difficult to sort of go back and think about, okay, what were we concerned about heading into the year? Concerned about Jared Kelnick, right? And there were some others, I know, but but that was like one of the biggest ones. So amazing that like we had, at least I did, I had even the concerns wrong, as did Jerry. He was He was trying to fix some of the wrong problems. But I don't think anybody could have, pre- look, I think Jerry's wrong and right. I think he's wrong in that they needed to do more and people did predict this. I think he's also somewhat right in that I don't think he could have predicted the four or five guys that have massively slumped this year all doing that at the same time. So I'll I'll stand by some of that with him. I'll stand by. No, he couldn't have predicted all of that. He couldn't have predicted Julio, France, Teo, Suarez, every like all of those guys struggling at once. While, while Colton Wong and A.J. Paula completely fall off a cliff at the same time, I, I don't think that that's fair. I don't think anyone could have predicted all of that. But could he have planned for more of it? Yeah. And did people predict that this was going to be a problem offensively? Yes. 
They absolutely did. Let me grab Rich in Moses Lake. What's up, Rich? Hey, Mike. Um, just a couple things. I, you know, I think it was Connor that we talked about, like the the approach, and you know, they are where they are. And so, you know, to hear those guys talk about like we're going to control the strike zone, and you look and go back at how many strikeouts, but not only strikeouts, how many called third strikes they take. You know, in RBI situations, I watch these guys take called third strikes. And I'm like, where's defend the zone a little bit in that spot, right? Well, that's that's the opposite of their philosophy, Rich. Their philosophy says on a borderline pitch or one that you can't do much with, let it go. Okay, but that that's counter to the deal where we're going to take the ball to the right side and hit the ball up the right, you know, for the for the the righties to hit the ball in the right center field. But what gap that's and, not. And well, but hold on, that's zone. not really their philosophy either. They said they want to focus on going back more up the middle, but they still want to hit the ball out of the ballpark. They they just believe that's the best way to get to what they want to do. Right. Okay. So this is my last thing. So you've got this pitching staff that is just unbelievable, and and I hear you guys come on the radio and say, well, you know, the pitching staff. That, well, it was another quality start last night. We'll do something to support those guys, play a little bit of small ball, move a guy over, hit behind a runner. You know, they, they're not going to do it. Rich, I'll just stop you right now. They won't do that. They yeah. don't have players on the team. That's not their strength. They, they, that's not how they have built and designed this team. They won't do that. Now, maybe in the yeah. offseason, they might redesign the team and decide to move in a different direction or something like that. But the players on this team... That's not what they're good at. That's not what they've been coached to do. That's not what they've been practicing for years, if not decades of their career. They're just not designed for that. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the idea. I'm not telling you that it's not a bad plan, but this group can't do that. You were better off waiting for this group to have success and come around doing what they do than asking them to do something they've never done before. And people like to think, well, they're human beings. They should be able to adjust. They're professional baseball players. They should be able to adjust. Think of it the same way you would build anything that is to spec. Or I always bring back to cars or motorcycles. Like It's built to do this thing, and that's what it's done its entire existence. It can't now be a monster truck. Right. It's not that. That's not what it is. It's, it's a Ferrari. That. It's it not going this. to go crush other trucks. And if no. you tried to do this, it's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. All right. Let's do some ranking. Thanks for the phone calls, everybody. Good stuff, as always. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Well, with all these conversations about swing decisions and the issues with the Mariners swinging, we thought we had not done it yet. Let's rank swings. You like a good swing set as a kid? You like jumping off the swings? Oh, man, I got hurt so much on those. Absolutely. Yes. I liked a good swing set as a kid. Now I get nauseous Justin if I just Justin was the kid swing. trying to go all back, the way yeah. around. Or I would try to do the backflip out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get hurt a lot. Too. When's the last time you've been on a swing? Got on with the kids oh, a couple of years ago, almost vomited. On a, well, rope swing, love doing that. So seasick. So here are some swings. I like this song. All American Rejects. They had like some great uh, commercials with that. For that. No, there were like a bunch of great baseball commercials with that. And like each time they said swing, it was a different home run or yeah. something. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, they have a couple of good songs. We can go old school. Swing low, swing low, sweet. <laughs> That's a funny version of this. Come for the carry me for 
most of my life I thought he said sweet. Sweet love. So sweet, sweet low, yeah. sweet cherry. Yeah. Like sweet twice. Swing. Wow. Yeah. Didn't get it. We missed that one. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Some other swings. And they talk and paint their nails while they let us hold their babies. Oh, the part, huh? Yeah. Uh, no. Dollywood? Yeah, it did sound like a lullaby. Kinda. Bing Crosby. Oh, would you like to swing on a star? Alright, that's They're old. Yeah. What is the swinging udders? Oh, this band was in a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 soundtrack. Of course it was. Like that right, band, actually. Uh, we got, uh, this is Ken Griffey Jr. in it, right? The Way I Swing. I didn't come alone this time. Ken Griffey swing the crowd to one run. Ken Griffey's a swinger, not a singer. A deaf rhyme bringer. A home run hitter, but I'm not a dope Pretty swinger. Good, huh? the- Sounds a lot like when Shaq uh, was with uh, the Fushnikins. I'm the Hoopa, <laughs> the Hyper. Yeah. Swing, swing man classic coming up. This was uh, Maura's contribution. She really wanted to make sure we got this in. Stop all backing up there. Let me see your hips. Are you going to do the dice thing more? Yeah. I think he's going to the dice too much. Yeah, it's a knocked up. I mean, it's savage, but it reminds me of knocked up. It's really all he's got. He's going to that swing thing, huh? Like this thing? Yeah, which is a real drag. Swing, swing. You know, because moms are genetically programmed to hate music played at the appropriate level, right? I mean, and my dad, forget about it. Swing, 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 swing. He can ruin a Led Zeppelin reunion concert. You know what I mean? Swing, swing. <laughs> Not quite a swing. But well, yeah, it's a yeah, swing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty close. It's as close as you're going to get. Here's a swing on this from Alice in Chains. So good. There's also, let's see, Swing Town, Steve Miller Band, Swing by Trace Adkins. Oh, now, man, there's rock. the Florida Love Swing it. every year on the PGA Tour, of course. You got Swing States. Mike Leach wrote Swing Your Sword. Was the movie Swing Kids? I think I already know what number one is about to be now. You think so? Yep. You think you already know number I'm one? I'm predicting it now. Wow. Well, are you ready for the top five then? Let's go. Let me see if I can find them all. They're all right down here in a row. Here you go. Number five. Number five is Swing Out Sister. One hit wonders from the 80s. I'm pretty sure that song's about Marvin Gaye's death. Oh, for one? You didn't think that would be a top five swing? Not at all. Oh, that's a great song. Not at all. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, number four. We're sort of going a little soft today. What can I tell you? Number four. Oh, for two. You didn't think Ella Fitzgerald was going to be in the top five? No, I did not. Come on, man. Did not. Really? Not based on what's available. Huh. All right. Well, I feel like I have this down pretty well, but that okay. that's uh, that was number four for me. Number three. Hey, bada, 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 so wing, bada. Yep. Hey, bada, 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 so wing, bada. Kennedy, 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 so wing, bada. From Ferris Bueller. <laughs> one, I got one. Swing, bada. <laughs> Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. That's so ridiculous. 
Uh, huh? Two left on here? Yeah, you, what, do you, what do you think? I wonder what you think should yeah. be on here that I don't have on here. Better, I better get the final two. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's see. Number two. Got an 11. You always double down on 11. I know, but it's $200. It's blood money. I get that double I can't double down. Double, double down. Double down. <laughs> that was my number one. I figured if for you sure. were so money and you don't even know it. So weirds. <laughs> I'm not going to play you the answering machine clip, though. We have it in this system, That's and I'm awful. not going to play because I don't need anybody to turn off the radio. It's too awful. Did you, sorry, did you already mention Full Swing? No, the golf thing. On Netflix? No, I mean, I forgot. I forgot to mention I Full Swing. I have lived that answering machine clip. Wait, you've been on the other side of yes. that? Oh, Somebody God. Yes, you've told that story. Saying yeah. that I didn't know how to let someone love me. Uh, <sighs> why is that about you, Maura? Why, why don't you know how to let someone love you? What's the matter with you? I wish you'd have saved it. <laughs> That answering machine message is so awful. Okay, number one. I think number one should be obvious, Justin. What else would it be I than this? Yep, definitely. I thought that was. I thought that was going to be number two. I thought you were going to put swingers number one. Okay, and what did I miss that you thought was top five? Mm, well, I. Th- <laughs> Don't have it in there, but Swing Town, Steve Miller Band. I thought you were going to be definitely playing. That's a good and, song, but not a great one. Uh, I knew you weren't going to play it as an honor or as a top five, but I thought you were going to play Swing Life Away. What's Swing Life Away? That was Rise Against. Oh, I don't think I know that. Mm. All right. I'm sorry. Swing and Utters. Yeah, that's not a top five <laughs> swing. That's not even that's close. That's a top five swing. Schwi- like maybe a top it. five swing. Gosh. All right, we got to go. Um, I'll be out tomorrow. I'll be, uh, I'll be doing my uh, think of me. I'll be doing my uh, colonoscopy. Afternoon, morning? Uh, afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be spending the morning, you know. Yeah, I know. Evacuating. I got it. Or yep. whatever it is we that it. goes down before this. So be nice to Mike Lefko, please. Brock and I will be together on Monday. Maybe we get a win tonight and feel better about it. I really hope so. Go back and listen to the DePoto interview if you have some time later today. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. You can find SeattleSports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we will be back, uh, or at least I will be, on Monday. Uh, Mike Left goes in tomorrow at 6 a.m. Until then, the hay is in the barn. See you, everybody. Get to the chopper!